Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to deal with the rising cost of inflation to pay off your debt or your mortgage, pretty much anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Well, with Yahoo Finance, you can get access to the news, data, and tools that you need in order to help you reach that financial freedom. And when it comes to your financial future, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, you've invested all that you can. And now you need to take those investments to the next level by using what every financial great uses. Yahoo Finance. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Peter Schiff Show. I wanted to do a podcast on Puerto Rico. A lot of people are asking me for my thoughts on this vote that was just held the other day in Puerto Rico, a non-binding referendum on statehood. And 97% of the people who bothered to vote voted for statehood over independence or maintaining the status quo. But only about 23% of the eligible voters actually voted. So most people who were against statehood, they objected to statehood by you know, boycotting the election. So pretty much everybody who voted was already predisposed to vote for statehood. So that's why you got so many people, uh, such a high percentage. But actually more people voted for statehood the last time they had the referendum, which I think was in 2012, than this time. But nonetheless, the governor of Puerto Rico is proclaiming victory. He's going to uh, Washington, I think, this week to try to demand that the will of the people, uh, at least the will of 23% of the eligible voters who actually voted, that they want to be a state. Now, I didn't vote. Actually, I wanted to get an absentee ballot because I wasn't in Puerto Rico And I was going to try to make arrangements to get my absentee ballot, but I just wasn't able to do it. Not that my vote would have made a difference, but I would have voted had I had my absentee ballot or had I been in Puerto Rico. Because if you do not know by now, I am Puerto Rican. I live in Puerto Rico, so I am an American citizen residing in Puerto Rico. And so I vote in Puerto Rican elections. I do not vote in American elections. And had I been on the island... I would have voted, and I would have voted to maintain the status quo, right? I don't want Puerto Rico to be an independent country, but the last thing that I would want is for Puerto Rico to become a state. And that's kind of why I'm doing this podcast, because I'm reading a lot of articles about why Puerto Rico you know, wants to be a state. And most of the articles have to do with the fact that this is somehow going to benefit Puerto Rico, because they've been in a recession for 10 years, they have high unemployment, they have a lot of debt. And somehow they see statehood 
as a solution to this problem. Well, you know, for Puerto Rico to become a state, that's like throwing a drowning man an anchor and expecting that anchor uh, to do the trick. Believe me, the worst thing that could happen to Puerto Rico is that it becomes a state. Because what happens to Puerto Rico if it becomes a state? Every single person who lives in Puerto Rico who is currently exempt from paying federal income tax will now have to pay federal income tax. You see, the IRS doesn't exist in Puerto Rico. Puerto Ricans don't have to deal with the Internal Revenue Service. They also don't have to deal with Obamacare because it doesn't exist there. They're exempt. They're exempt from the taxes. So if you think Obamacare is bad and you want it to be repealed, just move to Puerto Rico and you don't have it. But obviously, if Puerto Rico becomes a state, not only are they stuck with the federal income tax, but they're stuck with Obamacare and the taxes that go along with it. Now, if they're already broke, right, Puerto Rico right now, per capita, Puerto Ricans have about $20,000 of debt. But American citizens, per capita, have much more debt than that, right? Just go to the, uh, the official website, right, the National Debt Clock. And you can get an idea of how much debt American citizens have. On a per capita basis, American citizens have $61,000 of debt. Now, that's just the the uh, the $20 trillion national debt, right? That doesn't include all the unfunded liabilities. But right now, Puerto Ricans, they don't have any share. They don't have that 61000 But if Puerto Ricans become a state then their debt per capita goes from 20000 to 80000 because now they inherit a share of our national debt. Why on earth would they want to sign up for that? You know, it, it's like if, if you think they have too much debt now, why would you want to become a part of the world's biggest debtor nation just so that you can inherit your share of that debt? I mean, this whole thing is ridiculous. Now, there are some people who want to be a state, some Puerto Ricans who want to be a state because they believe, and they're probably right, that if Puerto Rico becomes a state, Puerto Ricans will qualify for bigger welfare benefits than they do now. They'll also probably get more food stamps and they'll get more government assistance. But the last thing that Puerto Rico needs is to make it more attractive not to work, to make it more attractive to live off the government. And in fact, if Puerto Rico becomes a state, Right. And welfare benefits go way up and taxes on people who are working go way up because all of a sudden people working in Puerto Rico are now subject to the federal income tax. See, right now they're not paying federal income taxes. They're paying local income taxes in Puerto Rico. Right. It's like you're paying your state income tax, but you're not paying the federal income tax. But if all of a sudden you had to burden Puerto Rican workers with a federal income tax even more Puerto Ricans would leave the labor force. I mean, labor force participation in Puerto Rico is probably half of what it is in the mainland. Maybe only 40% of people who could work in Puerto Rico work. The rest of them are on welfare. Well, if Puerto Rico became a state, most of the people who are currently working, they go on welfare too, right? Because what's the point, you know, when you compare the welfare benefits that they would receive to the income that they would get, which would be diminished more by taxes. So this would just devastate the Puerto Rican economy. But what I don't understand is nobody that's writing these articles points out, wait a minute, they don't pay federal income taxes. 
Why on earth would they want to be a state? I mean, what state would not trade places with Puerto Rico? Can you imagine if any U.S. state could just opt out of the federal income tax? I mean, what is the trade-off? What can't Puerto Rico have because they don't have to pay income taxes? All they give up is the vote. All they give up is their right to vote for congressmen or the president. Well, who cares? If you know that the other congressman can't tax you, what difference does it make whether you can vote or not? I mean, I moved to Puerto Rico, and now I can't vote for president. Big deal. I mean, almost everybody I vote for loses anyway. I mean, the, the first winning vote I've cast was for Trump, right? And look at my choices. So I voted for Trump. But believe me, I live in Connecticut, so my vote didn't matter anyway. So now I live in Puerto Rico, and so I can't vote in the next presidential election, and I can't vote for a congressman or a senator in Connecticut. Now, believe me, I voted Republican or Libertarian every time I vote in Connecticut, and I've never voted for somebody who's won in Connecticut. So what did my vote mean? It meant absolutely nothing. Now, I've given up my vote, but I also don't have to pay federal income taxes on all the money I earn working in Puerto Rico. Believe me, you know, that's an easy choice. Let's see. Pay federal income taxes, vote in, a, in, a, in an election where my vote is meaningless. Well, to me, the choice is clear. I think the same choice would be clear to everybody else. I mean, Puerto Rico is in the cat's bird seat. They're in an enviable position that any other state should want, right? You have all the rights of Americans. You get an American passport, and right? you can travel the world as an American. The Army protects you. The Navy protects you. The Coast Guard protects you. You have American courts. You have the same rule of law. The only thing is you can't vote in elections and you don't pay federal income taxes and you don't have Obamacare. I mean, why would Puerto Rico, why do they think this is a huge win for Puerto Rico to become a state? It would be the worst thing that could possibly happen to Puerto Rico because now they wouldn't have the special advantage they have now. See, the reason Puerto Rico is broke, it's not because they're not a state. Puerto Rico is broke because Puerto Rico was dumb enough to vote in a socialist government that basically spent the country into bankruptcy. Even though they didn't have federal income taxes, this, this nation should be a, a, you know, a, a, a paradise, a capitalist paradise. It should be the richest spot on the planet. The reason they're not is because they had too much government. And if they became a state, they would have even more government. Because not only would they have to deal with their own incompetent government in San Juan, they'd have to deal with an even bigger, more incompetent government in Washington, D.C. You know, one of the things that Americans did to Puerto Rico is that we made all the debt in Puerto Rico tax-free for every state, right? So no matter what state you live in, if you buy Puerto Rican debt, the interest is tax-free. And as a result, all these muni bond funds all around uh, the country, they couldn't get enough Puerto Rican debt. Well, that was all Puerto Rican politicians needed to go to town, right? Because now they can promise all sorts of things uh, to the voters. And of course, the biggest employer in Puerto Rico are is the government of Puerto Rico. So the government is, and these guys are trying to get elected, so they promise more pay and more benefits to government workers, and the government workers say, yeah, that's who I'm voting for, the guy that's going to give me a raise, and where is the government getting the money to pay all the workers? They're getting it from Wall Street. They're selling these bonds because the government made everything triple tax-free, so it was a recipe for disaster. We were the cooks here in the United States. We created uh, this recipe that they baked into this, you know, $70 billion debt cake. It's our fault that 
they have so much debt. And of course, you know, these beauty bond funds, you know, no one gives a damn. They don't do any research. They just assume, oh, well, you know, they'll never default. It's a, you know, it's municipal debt. They're not going to default. They're required to pay. And so they keep loaning the money, even though they're broke. They go deeper and deeper into debt. There's no real market forces, uh, you know, protecting anything because they don't care. And then, of course, you know, when the Fed kept interest rates so low for so long, that also fueled more demand. People needed yield, and Puerto Rico had it triple tax-free. So we helped enable the Puerto Rican government to go into debt. Now, becoming a state doesn't change that. Their debt, the debt doesn't go away if they become a state. The way to get rid of the debt is to restructure it, default on it. That's what they have to do. That is a step in the right direction. The other thing that we did to Puerto Rico— is that we subjected them to the Jones Act, which, you know, we could exempt them from that. That would be a good thing. I guess if they became a state, the Jones Act would no longer be an issue. The reason it's an issue is because they are not a state. And what happens is we have forced Puerto Ricans, anything that gets shipped to Puerto Rico basically has to come on a U.S. flag ship from an American port directly to Puerto Rico. And it costs a fortune. It would obviously be a lot cheaper if these big uh, shipments that were coming to the United States could just stop off at Puerto Rico, drop a few things off, and continue to Florida. But the Jones Act doesn't allow that to happen. So as a result, everything in Puerto Rico costs a lot more than it would cost if we simply didn't try to, uh, you know, uh, give all this extra money to the to the maritime unions. And so because of the unions, uh, we have been punishing Puerto Rican citizens. So that's one thing we can do. Of course, the other thing that we did to Puerto Rico is we forced them to um, abide by our minimum wage laws. Now, even though the average wage in Puerto Rico is half of the poorest state in the United States, they have the same minimum wage there. So it's basically Puerto Rico effectively has a $15, $16 minimum wage right now. And so all you people who think it's so great, the unemployment rate in Puerto Rico is like 12, 13%. I said, you know, hardly anybody works. One of the main reasons is because of that minimum wage. And of course, you know, if you add the federal income tax, you're going to you're going to create an even greater incentive for people not to work. Now, of course, the upper income people, right? People who make more money, if they have to pay federal income taxes, on top of state income tax, I mean, right now, Puerto Rico has an immigration problem, right? Some of the, you know, the higher income people are leaving. Well, they're going to leave even faster if they have to escape the federal income tax. I mean, one of the reasons they don't leave is because they don't have to pay federal income taxes. Now, one of the smart things that Puerto Rico did was a few years ago, they passed this Act 2022 and basically said, even though we have a 30% you know, income tax in Puerto Rico, if you move to Puerto Rico because we want you to help the economy, we will exempt you from that income tax and you'll pay a, a special tax that's basically 4% and you'll have zero capital gains taxes. And so a lot of businessmen have moved to Puerto Rico in the last few years. This story doesn't get very much press. But of course, all that would stop if Puerto Rico became a state, then why would anybody go there? Because they would actually have the highest income tax of any state, right? Because right now their state income tax is already higher than California, right? But if you don't have a federal income tax, you could live with it. But if you added the federal income tax on top of the very, very high Puerto Rican uh, uh, income tax, and by the way, Puerto Rico has the highest sales tax now, thanks to the big debt. They had to jack their sales tax up to 11%. So Puerto Ricans are paying 11% sales tax, and those that are working are paying 
a state income tax that does top out at 30%. Can you imagine throwing the federal income tax of 39% on top of that and the Obamacare tax, which no one in Puerto Rico has to pay now, throw that into the mix? I mean, it would be a complete disaster, but nobody is right. And they all keep saying Puerto Ricans are second-class citizens because they're not a state. No, they're not. Americans are second-class citizens. They're first-class citizens. First class meaning they don't have to pay the federal income tax. That, to me, is a huge advantage. It's the rest of us or the people that are living in the 50 states that are disadvantaged because they have to deal with the income tax. They have to deal with the debt. And guess what? What happens if taxes go up? Right? What happens if President Trump is a one-termer? And what happens if, you know, we get a Bernie Sanders and let's say he jacks the top interest, you know, income tax rate up to 70 percent. What if they take the um, the uh, capital gains tax up to 70 percent? Doesn't affect anybody in Puerto Rico. They don't pay the tax, but it's going to kill everybody who lives in America. Now, if Puerto Ricans are dumb enough to become a state and then we elect somebody like Bernie Sanders and he jacks up the taxes to 70 percent, the Puerto Ricans are stuck with it. Right. But right now they're in the catbird seat. It doesn't matter what dumb thing we do. In fact, the higher we raise income taxes, the more appealing it is for people to move to Puerto Rico to escape those income taxes. You know, Puerto Rico has one huge advantage now that nobody else has in the world. See, America is basically the only uh, country in the world. I mean, there's one other country, but I mean, it's some small African country. I can't even remember the name of it. It's insignificant. But we're the only real country in the world that taxes its citizens because they're a citizen, right? So if you're Canadian, right, or you're Mexican or, you know, you're German or, or French or Australian, if you move out of your country and live someplace else, you don't lose your citizenship, but that country doesn't tax you on the income that you're earning living abroad. It's only if you stay in the country and work there that they tax you. America is different. America says we don't care where in the world you go. Right. If you leave America, even if you don't even come back to America, if you don't even spend one day in America and you're living abroad, the U.S. The income, the federal government wants to tax you on on the income that you earn. Right. And so that is unique to America. It is a, a position that nobody else is in. In fact, there are a lot of people that find themselves in the unfortunate situation that they happen to have been born in America. And even though they've never lived here, the IRS is still trying to take uh, taxes. And so a lot of these people are having to renounce their citizenship. It's an expensive thing. But Puerto Rico is the one place in the entire world, well, apart from a few other possessions like Guam and American Samoa or the Virgin Islands, but they're, you know, they've got their own, they don't have the, the other tax deal that Puerto Rico does. So basically, Puerto Rico has the advantage that if you're an American citizen, and, you know, you don't want to pay the federal income tax. It's the only place you can really go and, 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 and not have to do it. So could you imagine, I mean, how wealthy Puerto Rico will eventually be if more and more entrepreneurs, businessmen come to Puerto Rico because they don't want to pay taxes? It'd be like Hong Kong. It'd be like Singapore. It, you know, it, it, it'd be like any of these other tax havens that attract entrepreneurs who don't want taxes. But the other thing is, if you are running a business and you're not paying huge taxes, you have a competitive advantage over people who are running businesses in high-tax jurisdictions like the United States. 
So the best thing for Puerto Rico is to deal with the debt problem through restructure, default, right? The people, the hedge funds that were dumb enough to lend all this money to Puerto Rico, they deserve to lose, right? And of course, you know, some of these people who've owned these bonds for a long time, they collected a lot of interest, you know, they took risk, you know, they need to deal with their losses. The United States, what we could do for Puerto Rico, exempt them from the Jones Act, exempt them from the U.S. minimum wage. But I would tell you, even if we're stuck with the Jones Act, even if we're stuck with the minimum wage, simply defaulting on this debt, right, and allowing the island to continue to maybe uh, um, try to shrink its government, to privatize many of the government-provided services, and allow the economy to grow with less government, allow that magnet of the ability to get out from under the IRS, out from under the U.S. punitive tax regime. And believe me, the taxes that we have now are nothing compared to the taxes that we have coming in the future. I mentioned how much debt the United States has and that American citizens are on the hook for that debt and they'll have to pay their share through higher taxes. Of course, they'll also have to pay it through higher inflation if they're holding on to U.S. dollars. But at least the Puerto Rican citizens, I mean, they have the same deal with inflation because the dollar is the currency down in Puerto Rico, although Puerto Ricans can be smart and they can buy gold or they can have their money in foreign assets. But at least they don't have to worry about having their taxes raised by a bankrupt government that's looking for money. I'm talking about the federal government, not the government in Puerto Rico. You know, nobody talks about the fact that on a per capita basis, America has more debt than Puerto Rico, even if you, you know, adjust for the relative difference in GDP, because obviously per capita, our GDP and income is much higher. But even adjusting for all that, America has a lot more debt than Puerto Rico. And the difference is the Federal Reserve prints money to bail out the U.S. government, but they don't have a central bank down in Puerto Rico, right? They don't have their own central bank that can do a quantitative easing program and start printing money and buying Puerto Rican government bonds, right? Then, right, they wouldn't have a problem either, at least least for a while. But America's creditors don't care that we have more debt than Puerto Rico. But remember, just a few years ago, Puerto Rico's creditors didn't care either. I mean, it was obvious Puerto Rico didn't just become broke. It's been broke for a long time. It's just that lenders finally woke up to reality. And, of course, maybe the Puerto Rican government, too, had no choice. You know, at some point, you just can't even pay the interest. We are going to get to that point, too, as a nation. And, uh, you know, and, of course, we're going to reach for that, what we think is a get-out-of-jail-free card of the printing press. But it's not going to get us out of jail. It's actually going to put us in a prison, a bigger prison than the one that we're trying to escape from. But my point of this podcast is just to discredit this idea that Puerto Rico is, you know, they're second-class citizens, that they're, they, you know, they, they, they've been exploited I mean, because they're denied representation, they're denied the vote. Who cares? So what? You don't vote, you don't get taxed. That's better, right? I mean, the biggest problem with government is they're taxing me, and I try to vote not to be taxed, but it doesn't matter because all the people who want to tax me outnumber me. I can't win by voting because I'm going to get outvoted. That is the problem with democracy. When you're in the minority, you're always going to be outvoted. So it doesn't matter that I give up my vote. I maintain my freedom. In fact, I have more freedom. When are you more free? When you have to deal with the IRS or when you don't? Now, I still spend part of my time in the United States, so I'm not completely free of the IRS. I still have income 
that is being generated from outside Puerto Rico, and I still have income that's generated here. So I'm not completely free from the IRS. But you could be. There are plenty of people in Puerto Rico who simply have a job and work in Puerto Rico, and so all of their income is coming from Puerto Rico. So they never have to deal with the IRS. They never have to file a tax return. And of course, your capital gains, right? You could live in Puerto Rico and you could buy stocks, right? You could buy, you know, US companies. I could buy stock in Apple Computer from Puerto Rico. And if Apple Computer doubles and I sell it, there's no capital gains tax, right? So it's not like you have to do everything in Puerto Rico. You just have to have income that's sourced from Puerto Rico and all capital gains are sourced where you live. And it's not just stocks. If you're in Puerto Rico and you buy some gold bullion and it goes up and you sell it, there's no income tax, right? If you, you know, buy a painting and it goes up and you sell it, there's no income tax. So if you simply have capital gains and you have a job and you work and earn money in Puerto Rico, you have no IRS. Now tell me, is that freer? A guy that doesn't have to deal with the IRS with an audit? That's more freedom to me than living in the United States and having to be audited, having to deal with the IRS, and all you get for your trouble is you get to vote in an election where you're probably going to vote for the loser anyway. And even if you vote for the winner, who cares? It's Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It's re- it's Republicrats. They're you know they're two halves of the same whole. What difference does it make? And of course, it's also Obamacare. The Obamacare taxes don't apply there. So whatever they the Republicans end up replacing it with isn't going to involve there. So the Puerto Ricans they have more freedom than Americans. The status that they have right now as a colony is the best status that you can have. Any state in the union, if they actually looked at the pluses and the minuses, every state in the union would vote to trade places with Puerto Rico. The problem is nobody would let you. You know, the thing is, try to leave, right? You're stuck. Once you become a state, right? you can't leave, right? We had a civil war to answer that question, right? Nobody's leaving, right? You could check in, but you can't check out. Why would Puerto Rico want to check into this to this roach motel of a country where once you get in, you're stuck with that tax, right? And then, you know, you can't escape it. You know, you can't go anywhere. You can't you can't leave another country because the government's going to find you. I mean, Puerto Rico is an oasis of what should be massive prosperity. The government screwed it up because you had socialist government, you had a bunch of liberals, and of course that's all they talk about is, well, if Puerto Rico becomes a state that's going to be two uh, Democratic senators, it's going to be five or six more um, um, you know, Democratic congressmen. Now, by the way, just because the income tax will apply to Puerto Rico, it doesn't mean that the U.S. government is going to get a windfall of tax revenue if they allow Puerto Rico in. No. They're probably going to end up losing because they're going to have to spend more money on welfare payments to people who are currently on welfare and on food stamps, which is like half the country. But a lot of the people who are currently working, they're just going to quit so they can go on welfare, too. Uh, So it's, you know, and then a lot of the people uh, who um, are or who would start paying taxes, I mean, you know, that's not going to be enough to offset the extra the extra cost. And of course, I don't know what they're going to do uh, with the debt. So it's probably a lose-lose for everybody. It's probably a lose for Puerto Rico if they become a state. And it's probably even a lose for the loss for the United States if they become a state. And of course, yes, they are going to add two Democratic senators, which will make it even harder for the Republicans, if you're Republican, to uh, get anything done. And they're going to add more uh, more more congressmen. But my main point is they've got a great deal now. Nobody, I haven't read a single article 
that says, what are these guys, nuts? Why the hell would they want to be a state? They are in the perfect position where they have all the benefits of being an American without the IRS, without Obamacare. And all they have to do is give up the vote and maybe some of their welfare benefits. Now, I can see the attraction if all you care about is more welfare. And if you think that there's a bigger welfare check awaiting you if you're an American, if you're living in a state versus living in a territory. But why is that good for a nation? Do you want to just make it better to be on welfare? Is that the key to prosperity? More people collecting welfare? No. The key to prosperity is more people working, more people starting businesses, more people creating wealth, not sucking off of the government. And do you think Puerto Rico is going to create more wealth if we layer them with a federal income tax? If we unleash the IRS on a Puerto Rico, which right now is immune Right? That's the one place that the IRS doesn't infect, and now we want to set loose these IRS agents on this island, and somehow this is supposed to be a benefit to them? This is going to be what's going to cause them to all of a sudden be prosperous? I mean, come on. I mean, am I the only person out there that can see this, that the absolute worst thing for Puerto Rico is to become a state? And if any state in this union could trade places with Puerto Rico right now on its status— and get out from under the income tax and the Obamacare, they would do it in a heartbeat.